the ambivalent, anxious attachment. Some adults are inconsistently attuned to their children. At times, their responses are appropriate and nurturing, but other times they are intrusive and insensitive. And children with this kind of parenting are confused and insecure, not knowing what type of treatment to expect. They often feel suspicious and distrustful of their parent, but at the same time, they act clingy and desperate. And these children have an ambivalent, anxious attachment with their unpredictable parent. Let's listen to what that sounds like in the other article. That ambivalent anxious, it's then described as anxious preoccupied, but it's the same situation, it's the same insecure attachment that we're talking about. People who are anxious or preoccupied with attachment tend to agree with the following statements. I want to be completely emotionally intimate with others, but I often find that others are reluctant to get as close as I would like. I am uncomfortable being without close relationships, but I sometimes worry that others won't and don't value me as much as I value them. And people with this style of attachment seek high levels of intimacy, approval and responsiveness from their partners. They sometimes value intimacy to such an extent that they become overly dependent on their partners. Compared to securely attached people, such with anxious, preoccupied attachment tend to have less positive views about themselves. They often doubt their worth as a partner and blame themselves for their partner's lack of responsiveness. And people who are anxious, preoccupied may exhibit high levels of emotional expressiveness, worry and impulsiveness in their relationships. That's the second one. So we're going to move on to the third one. The third one, disorganized attachment. When a parent or caregiver is abusive to a child, the child experiences the physical and emotional cruelty and frightening behavior as being life-threatening. This child is caught in a terrible dilemma. Their survival instincts are telling them to flee to safety, but safety is the very person that is causing them the pain and the anguish, the terrifying patterns of behavior in their life. The attachment figure is the source of the child's distress. And in these situations, children typically dissociate, come out of themselves, separate from themselves. They detach from what is happening to them, to their body, and what they're experiencing, because it's distressing, it's blocked from their consciousness. That's a way in which the brain will protect so many of us when we face emotional, traumatic situations. Detach or block the experience from the conscious. 
you can understand why in adult life a lot of the stuff you can't find, you can't access. Remember when I held up the little fetus you and we looked at the hard drive, the brain? In that brain, somewhere in the filing cabinet of that brain, are the experiences. Your brain remembers them, even if you can't access them. Isn't that strange? And your brain is responding to the triggers in adulthood that is bringing out those situations, but you don't fully know why you're reacting and behaving in the way that you do. So children in this conflicted state have what's called a disorganized attachment with their fearful parental figures. Remember, we're now going on to the other article which talks about fearful avoidant. It's the same as disorganized attachment. So people with losses or sexual abuse in childhood and adolescence often develop this type of attachment and tend to agree with the following statements. I am somewhat uncomfortable getting close to others. I want emotional close relationships, but I find it difficult to trust others completely or to depend on them. I sometimes worry that I will be hurt if I allow myself to become too close to other people. And people with this attachment style have mixed feelings about close relationships. On the one hand, they desire to have emotionally close relationships, but on the other hand, they tend to feel uncomfortable with emotional closeness. I call this the push me, pull you effect. I desire somebody for me, closeness, come, I want you in my space. But over a period of time, there's a sense of pushing the other person away, perhaps get jittery that something's gonna happen, it's not gonna last, the relationship's gonna end and I'm gonna be hurt, the person's gonna be hurt. And so there's a perhaps a, a, a subtle sabotage, pushing the other person away. That's the contradiction. I want you, but I push you away. Do you recognize that in, in you? Do you recognize that in your partner? These mixed feelings are combined with sometimes unconscious negative views about themselves and their partners. They commonly view themselves as unworthy of responsiveness from their partners and they don't trust the intentions of their partners. Similar to the dismissive avoidant attachment style, people with a fearful avoidant attachment style seek less intimacy from partners and frequently suppress and deny their own feelings. Instead, they are much less comfortable expressing affection. Now, the reason for going through those three attachment styles is so that you can sit and reflect on them and see if you can identify with any of those three attachment styles on this hand. Or is there in fact something more of a secure attachment on this hand? Really important that you try and identify you in those attachment styles. Which is you? Because that will be playing itself out in how you are interacting in relationships with other people and has a distinct bearing upon your desire to self-soothe through the sex, porn, love addiction behaviours. Significant impact of attachment issues.
important sex love addiction.